Hi, my name is Nick Jeffries and you're watching episode 11. We're really pushing this hard now. So what we're looking for, we're looking for deals. We're looking for off-market opportunities. It's really hard for me to read pages and consume it and get to go into my head. I learn a lot better visually and audio. Pinterest is an amazing tool because you can really start to establish the types of styles that you like. Thousand square foot house, which has got planning, and um, we just go back to meet the client, to have a walk around, because guess what? We want this project. A tender pack was emailed over on Wednesday evening, so I got that sent over to Zach and Nick, so they can start pricing that, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we can um, win that one. It's Monday morning and I'm just heading to Battersea to view a new project. This lady has been speaking to New for I think over a year now and uh, we've been giving her lots of value by viewing properties with her and I think she's finally found a project she likes and uh, I'm just going over there to say hello to have a little walk around to see what she wants to do to the project and um, yeah, let's see, it could be another one in the bag for new. But as you know, the process is quite a long one, especially if it needs planning approval, because there's planning approval, party wall agreements, structural drawings, building control, loads. So it, it, even if she wanted to go now with new, we've probably got four or five months before we even get on site. So some more odd things have been happening in the world of my social media. So over the past three years, because I create lots of content, so my images are out there of me, my business, my family, what I do, I'm open to getting my social media accounts cloned i.e. fake accounts of me are out there and um, I get approached maybe once a week by women around the world who have been approached by my fake account basically what they do they approach these women pretending to be me building up a relationship preying on the vulnerable and I guess they are trying to con them out of some kind of money. So when the women find out it's a, a fraud, a con, they try and search for the real me and they do that by obviously going on Google and searching NU because all over my videos and my images are the NU branding. So I've had women turn up in the office in Fulham who live miles away 
trying to speak to me because they are really upset they've been talking to a fake Nick. I guess some of these women, they've fallen for the fake person. And I've had these women turn up. One of them came in my office and I thought, Do you know what, I'm gonna say hello to her just to be polite. And she sat me down in my office and she drawed a sketch of me in my garden off a photograph with my top off and my sunglasses. And then she gave it to me as a present. That's pretty weird, isn't it? Um, so yeah, you know, it happens all the time and I'm no one. Can you imagine if you were a celebrity, how many fake accounts, how many people are out there pretending to be you manipulating the vulnerable to try and get money. So dangerous. So what happened over the weekend, I do a, a YouTube search of myself, Nick Jeffries, and I've discovered there is a, a, um, a YouTube channel for scammers. Basically, this woman has got a, a YouTube page and it's about these scammers pretending to be certain people and approaching women for money and my name came up Nick Jeffries on the scammers page so I've complained to YouTube and I've also uh, messaged the, the lady to say look this is the real me um, it's happened quite a lot of times I'm, I'm aware but can you please let your community know that the real me has approached you and I want to get the story out there because it needs to be told because there's too many scammers out there uh, but I rather my name taken off because I don't want my name associated to this kind of thing but it's happened and obviously the lady's got a channel, she's getting she's getting views and likes and comments. So, you know, I don't know, I think she's in America. It's happening everywhere. Germany, Philippines, America, UK. I've had them all. I've had them all. So if anyone out there has been approached by someone pretending to be me, just block them delete them, report them, and let's try and stop this. videos we've been discussing potential joint ventures with investors, developers and high net worths. So we're really pushing this hard now. So what we're looking for, we're looking for deals, we're looking for off-market opportunities and these could be sites, 
within the M25 and London. They could be houses, apartments, new builds, multi-unit developments, sites with planning, sites without planning, but we can do subject to planning. So that means we exchange contracts on an option that we will get the planning and once it gets planning we will then exchange and complete on the deal so if any of you guys out there are off-market agents or you may work for an estate agency or you may even be a land owner with an investment opportunity get in contact with us we've got a great team now We've got Will, who's gonna be the project's director. He's fronting all the commercial projects. We've got Bradley, the numbers man. He's gonna be packaging all the developments up, speaking to all the banks and the finance houses, because don't forget, all we want is the equity. We want that equity investor. And Zach, the MD of New, he will, He's the commercial genius. He will package it all up. He will bring it all together. He will deal with the investors, the developers, the contractors, managing Will, managing Bradley. And then there's me, the founder. I will just oversee everything. You know, going back 10, 15 years, I was an off-market agent in London. I told you my first ever property investment deal was with a guy. He said to me, look, I will give you some money. If you find something, I'll give you the money. And we found that first flat in Primrose Hill. Literally, it was 350 square foot. It's a studio flat, tiny, tiny thing. We bought it for 350. No, sorry, didn't. We bought it for 270. We spent 30 on it and we sold it for 350 one month later. So it was a little, little deal, but it got, got my first opportunity up and running. And off the back of that one, we bought another one in Fulham. We bought it for 550, spent 180 on it, and we sold it for, I think, 950. And that was a house, a terraced house. We got planning for a kitchen extension, loft conversion, full refurb, bang, on the market sold. It's that simple, but... Well, it's simple when you've got the opportunities. So the most important thing is location, buying the property at the right money because you don't want to buy it too high because you'll never make it work. You'll never make the numbers work. You'll never get the bill cost. Well, you don't want to risk a project by skipping on a bill cost, do you? You want to, you want to have as much budget in there for a bill to make the property look amazing. Um, so currently I'm in, where am I, I'm just coming to Battersea now. We've done a few projects down here over the last sort of 10 years. Um, so yeah, so we're looking for off-market development opportunities where we can add value through maybe basements, loft conversions, mansards, pod rooms, demolish new builds, conversions of commercial into residential, absolutely anything. So if you've got something, please let us know and we will be in contact with you. Thank you. I've just got to Alexandra Avenue in Battersea. 
and uh, this is a lovely area because literally just behind me up there that's Battersea Park um, so beautiful right on the doorstep there you've got lovely big houses all around here and, a, and mansion blocks at, near Battersea Park uh, one of these houses here is the house we're looking at number well I won't say the number but it's here So uh, Zoltan, are the no are the um, what do you call it materials what make the candle? Soya wax, burning longer. Soya. Soya. Soya wax, like the soya milk, but yeah. it's soya wax. So it's not paraffin because paraffin would be more toxic, you know, right. when it's burned. Yeah. And uh, inside the, that rope is a cotton rope. So it's a very nice, it's, it's longer burning and it yeah. doesn't do any coish, blackish burning material on the ah. side. So your missus makes these at home? Yeah. What, just in the kitchen? Yeah, just the kitchen, in many kind of fragrance she has. Yeah. So they have the Crete, Million, Sauvage, Lecom, Jador different kind of smells, like perfume smells. Zoltan French. sounds French, doesn't he? I would like to buy the hamburger. Hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. Maybe we should stop. We don't quit. We do not quit. <laughs> J'adore. Body oil, fish oil. Yeah. Uh, hair product, which is the butter. You know the shell butter? Body shell butter, butter yeah. Using. Uh, so all natural, all natural. There's Organic. No, Yes, yeah, the little jars, you know, the small, just 200 ml, 350 and 300 ml as well. She has, you know, those jars. And then, uh, yeah, she did, so did a lot of really clever. different colors of candles. Yeah, so that's wax melts. So you put it's okay. cubes of wax. Okay, and then you it's, 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 it's melting and it's right, like yeah, the yeah. fragrance goes in. The fragrance, yeah. The fragrance goes in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can. The same thing is just because of the heat, yeah. Yeah. Does it. Yeah, yeah so you've not actually got the flame on the wax, yeah. it just melts yeah. and then it goes hard again when the candle goes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, and, and do it again. Do it again, yeah. Side you know, this is a handmade candle. She done yesterday. And I think it looks really good. And for a gift for one of our clients, or even a, a prospect, we want to impress. Yeah, the whole product, to wow. put it out. Expl um, express what it smells like. Um, so it smells like Savage. Savage? Savage. 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 Is that that Johnny Depp's? Uh, he does survive, yeah. isn't he? Christian Dior. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jeez, because I'm trying to drink it, Jemima. <laughs> so, I'm just on the way to Fulham Park Gardens to meet a basement contractor who wants to do some work for New. So let's go and have a look at one of his projects.
So I just want to go over two new opportunities were coming yesterday and one project. We have just got the design access statement back off the architect. So I had a phone call, I don't know, two o'clock on Monday and uh, it was from a guy said he's been watching us on social media and on YouTube and seen a few of our projects around and he wanted to get a basement under one of his projects in Battersea. So he sent it over to me yesterday and um, basically it's a 2,100 square foot terrace property and it sits on a really unusual plot. I know the road very, very well. So basically it just sits, it's like a triangle. So it's double bay at the front and it goes really tight in the rear. So he wants a basement under the footprint and to go a meter into the garden, but he wants something really special. He did mention vaulted ceilings. So somewhere around here, you could possibly have you know, maybe kitchen at the bottom with a vaulted ceiling going up onto the onto the first floor with maybe double height uh, doors into the garden. So that could be a very, very nice project. I've already mentioned it to Alistair Downey. He's excited to have a look. I'm meeting the client on Monday to walk round. And he's also got another opportunity as well, which he's gonna mention when we're there. So isn't it funny? One phone call can turn into one project and off the back of this one, he's gonna offer us another one. And this other one, I think it's in Chelsea and that is also for a basement. He sent me for a couple of examples, another design access statement for a property in the same street, which has got planning. And uh, it says here, which I've just had a look earlier, it's, it's right opposite Battersea Park, so great location. And um, it says here, over the past five years, in the streets, there's been five planning applications and approvals for basements. So, there's not going to be any risk putting the application in, even though the guy is an investor, you know, he wants to make sure it's 100% going to be guaranteed. But there's no risk, as I said, because he owns the property. It's not as if he's going to not do something, he, you know, he's definitely going to do the basement, uh, maybe even a loft conversion if possible. So that is that one. I'm just trying to find out where it says He's got all his notes here. He's made all his little notes about pound per square foot and potential bill cost and re resale values. You know, I think we mentioned on the phone a possible 600K for the build, which he seems quite happy with. One to watch. Uh, and then yesterday, I went to see another project in Fulham and um, that's my little notes. Obviously it hasn't got planning approval, but the guy wants to have a little budget estimate. I said I'd give him something by Friday. Um, it has got an extension to the end of the garden, which is pretty weird and unusual. So we're gonna take the existing extension out, uh, create a side return and have bifolding doors or maybe a sliding door with a box window at, at the back. Um, 
also considering opening up it has got a tiny void under the stairs so if we open that up and create i don't know a little utility room so whatever that space is they're losing they can gain underneath the stairs on the on the ground floor to make a little basement cellar utility whatever you want to call it um, also they want a loft conversion pod room they know what they're talking about because they did a property two doors up in the same street which they sold for a good profit margin earlier in the year which they did during uh, COVID as well so the brief summary I've got take out the rear extension add, add a sliding door add a box window do a kitchen extension modern contemporary uh, utility room loft conversion pod room completely strip out do uh, new electrics new plumbing underfloor heating flooring joinery carpets every single thing um, i know their budget it's going to be roughly i don't know 250 maybe 250k plus the vat we've done several projects like this you know you can't reinvent a terrace property it's going to be the same wherever you are in london in the country uh, but that is going to be on zach's desk later on to price up and i'm going to get this over to the client by uh, friday it does need planning so we will give it to one of our uh, architects we'll need a little bit of um, interior design because they want some help even though the the his uh, the, the girlfriend she's keen to be involved with the interior design so she can work with freddie you know they can use our discounts when we order materials maybe they want <clears throat> some nice joinery or they may want some furniture i don't know who knows they've only been in the house for three months so they're just getting used to living in it now and uh they're gonna have to get out for six months because the project's gonna take about six months to to finish but that'll be something starting in may or june 2022 what we got here so this one we've had in for about three months now it's been to Alistair Downey the architect and he's just produced the design access statement so this basically goes to the planners to get a pre-app in they want to get a pre-app in to make sure their application is going to be successful so currently it's a horrible 1960s house which is going to be demoed and they're going to build something really modern contemporary a lot of glass on the site um, it will have a basement and four floors above and um, the, the design access statement really gives an idea to the planning design team you know at the council hammersmith and fulham what we intend to do on the site so it gives you know location plans it will give you an idea of the existing properties and the surrounding location it will tell you the flood risk what the flood risks obviously london is all in the flood risk zone so there's no different um it will give you examples of properties in the area which have had basements 
and how big they were and what dates they were done. Um, it, it, it will, it, it's even tell, telling you here what the site was 50, 60, 70 years ago. So it's always been a house. So it's, it's, it's probably been knocked down and they built this monstrosity on there now, which is gonna be demoed. They're gonna build something that's fantastic. And then they will go into some sketches of what the client wanted, the original sketches. And then we got some potential floor plans of what they want to submit. So as I said, it's uh, basement, ground, first, second. And the whole back of the building is glass. And um, it's only going to have a little courtyard, but from the, from the ground and first, it's going to be vaulted. So you're going to have a massive atrium going up the back of the building, which is going to look amazing. But they were considering, I don't know where you go, let's have a look. So that, that's the front of the house. That's the basement. Ground, first, second. And we got any back on that one. Let's have a look, we got any rear shots. can't really see that that's a, that's a small as you can see that's the back of the house and it's like got ground first and second just all glass at the rear and one of the one of the problems they had what Alastair runs through he runs through the different heights of the sun throughout the, the calendar month because what you don't want you don't want in August baking hot sun roasting through. So they, they, they're gonna come up with clever ways. So I don't know whether you can see that there. That's the glass here. And it's, the roof sort of steps out over the top for a little bit of a shade, like a, like a sun visor. Um, I think the property, I don't know how big it is. I think it's gonna be about 2000 square feet when finished. But that is, that is what you call a design access statement, which is being produced to get the pre-app through. So it gives them as much information as possible. So once the pre-app's approved, then they submit a proper planning application. And that takes about two months. So this ain't gonna start until maybe August, 2022. So that is a little catch up on new opportunities come in on Monday. Let's see what happens today on Tuesday. So these are a few ideas which I do to expand my knowledge if I wanna learn something. You know, I think as I said before, I hated school. Do you know what I mean? I hated education, I hated school. I've learned more now in my 50s than I've ever learned in my whole life. And I do that by consuming content. If I wanna learn something, if I wanna learn something like editing, I will watch 50 hours of content until I can do it. Obviously now Zoltan does it, so I don't have to do it. But in the beginning, I used to edit it myself. And I've learned how to do SEO, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, 
anything, you know, I one thing is a negative for me, I hate reading. You know, I think I'm a little bit dyslexic. It's really hard for me to read pages and consume it and go, to go into my head. I learn a lot better visually and audio. So if I need to motivate myself or if I need to consume content to learn something, I go straight to YouTube or I listen to an audible book uh, downloaded so I can listen to it in my car. So I turn my car into a, a library. So when I'm in the car driving to London, I'm guaranteed I'm going to be putting on Grant Cardone because Grant Cardone, for me, he's a 61-year-old guy, very motivational. He's in the same kind of business, real estate as us. We're developers. He's an investor worth, I don't know, a billion dollars now, private jets, helicopters, he's got everything. But I always listen to his content. So if, I, if I've got an important meeting in the afternoon and I, I need to pick myself up, maybe I feel a little bit low because I've had stress in my life or I've had an argument with my missus or Jemima's being a pain in the ass. So I would listen to content to motivate myself. I won't listen to Radio One or music. I might do for a bit, but that will just that, that will just numb my mind. I will listen to uh, Grant Cardone's 10x rules. I would listen to Sell or Be Sold. But the best one, which I recommend to anyone listening and watching to this, is Be Obsessed or Be Average because that that audiobook is amazing. That's highly motivational. Grant delivers a message in a, such a simple format, which I understand, which is all about just working hard, never giving up, keep going, believe in your dreams, coming up with new ideas, surround yourself with positive people, kick out the naysayers. So that's audio. So I'm always consuming audio content, listening, learning. And then at home, I never sit down and watch TV, ever. I have my dinner. My missus is watching her, whatever she's watching, EastEnders or bloody Love Island or some crap. I will be in my office and I'll be watching. I don't know, I'll be literally on my desk and I'll have my feet on my desk watching, I don't know, Gary Vee. Learning how to um, be better on social media adverts and branding and positivity and also back to Gary Vee as well. Not Gary Vee, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone on YouTube, he, he uploads three or four new pieces of content a day on YouTube. Uh, or if you want to go to the next level, Jordan Peterson. So he's absolutely amazing. So if you haven't heard of Jordan Peterson, he's got, he's like an intellectual guy. Um, he's on everyone's podcast at the moment. And um, do you know Zoltan Deer? Yeah. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. So clever, so clever. He knows a lot about every single thing, everything. Um, oh, who else? Oh, Valuetainment, the American guy, Valuetainment, very good entrepreneur, business person, produces content at scale, runs an insurance company across America, probably got about three, four, five thousand people, super bright, interviews mega people um, on his podcasts. But guess what? All these people started from somewhere on social media and they started off with zero 
subscribers and zero followers. So that means they talk to the camera like this and there's no one watching for weeks and months and years. So this is not an instant fix. This takes months and months and years and years to get someone to like you and to build up your subscribers. Because when we've got, I don't know, I would like to even get to a, a, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Can you imagine what it's gonna be like when you've got a hundred thousand? It may be in five years time, maybe, who knows? And, um, oh, the new one I watch, Diary of a CEO. Now he's also one of the guys, on, he's a new entrepreneur, he's um, on Dragon's Den. He's the youngest dragon on Dragon's Den. Super bright, brilliant interviewer, charismatic, cool, calm, collected. And my God, he interviews some fantastic people. He's made, this guy, I don't know how he made his money, but he's made millions and millions in businesses. I think it's all about tech and software and, you know, making people's lives easier. So that is how I motivate myself, you know, by consuming positive content. I will never watch a load of crap, ever. I won't waste my life because I want to consume as much content as possible to educate myself, to grow my knowledge, and guess what? That will help the business, and it helps me communicate to others. So that's my tips on growing your knowledge by consuming content. Let's go. Morning everyone, it is Wednesday and we just turned up and guess what? We have got deliveries of lots of health and safety equipment, including the CDM boards and eye washes and first aid kits. So these have been on order for two months and they've just turned up today. So they're pretty good, these CDM boards, because obviously they come branded and you can put all your contacts on here daily briefings, which is quite good. And um, that is a hard bit of perspective. So the uh, first aid kits go there, eye washes go there, first aider, fire, alarm, 999. So this goes out the front of the building. So when you walk in, and uh, this is usually at the entrance of the site. So we've got eye washes, they go on the front, and first aid. And these things here, this is where you can put maybe F10s, uh, insurance documents, and all the other necessary paperwork, including RAMs on the board. So the first thing I do when I sit down at my desk in the morning is to make my to-do list. So and on my to-do list today, I'm meeting Billy and he's gonna come over Regal Road in Fulham. So 
So basically, Billy is a subcontractor and he wants to look at a Regal Road to finish off the project for us because this is the project we had to kick the other subbies off. And then we've got Freddie, our interior designer, coming in later and she's going to be doing some video with Zoltan. Um, but da, 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 we have Will coming in at 3 p.m. and Will is our projects director and we'll be talking about multiple sites we're working on. Uh, Jemima and Izzy, they are going to be hammering the phones and looking at new business. So I'll get Izzy up there later on to talk about what she's been up to. So Izzy, catch up, see what new leads she has for us. And we've got to catch up with some clients. So we've got another Will, Will the uh, designer, architect. He needs to invoice two new leads. He sent me their proposals last night, but today we've got to invoice two new clients. And then I will probably wait for Zach to come in. He's on the way in and we need to speak about, um, we need to speak about all the jobs. So we need to speak about Alfrington. Crab tree, um, farmly, and we've got we, we are going to Chigwell tomorrow morning, and that is for a ten thousand square foot new build. That'll do for now. Uh, see what happens a bit later on. Let's go. Yesterday, late last night, little studio in NW1. He's created a little scope of works. He sent over some floor plans. I think, how is it? That's what it is. And that's what he wants. So projects which come in under 200,000 quid we're more likely just gonna pass them on to one of our trusted subcontractors. So they're gonna be managed by new, but they're gonna be delivered by one of our subcontractors who have worked for us for many years. Uh, because we can't, and we haven't got time to do everything. So just to let you know, that's what happens. Welcome back to our interior design tips. Um, so today we are talking about the design process itself. Now, the design process can feel quite intimidating when you're looking at a blank canvas, maybe you're doing a full house renovation. Um, so we've broken down a few tips that really help um, with that process that we like to run through with clients. 
So start with Pinterest. Pinterest is an amazing tool because you can really start to establish the types of styles that you like. Um, now it's easy to go into someone's house and think, oh, I really like this, or you can take inspiration from that. But sometimes honing in on what your actual style is can be a little bit tricky. Um, so a tip with Pinterest is to make sure that you're creating folders so that your likes and dislikes are organized. So we find, you know, kitchens, bathrooms, equally down to hallways, stair runners. Um, so really organizing your kind of likes and dislikes is very important. In a similar way, take photographs of things that you like. Even nature can sometimes inspire a design. Um, we find travel and being on holiday. Um, I take so many photographs when I'm out and about. Um, again, I find organizing it into files and, and having lists is really helpful because if you have too much information, again, it can be quite overwhelming. So just start to segment things into files and it will make it a lot easier when honing in on what your real design will look like. Okay. Yeah, so that's, sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking at what I could add on to that for the next bit. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a long, in, it's, it's quite a sort of flow. It's more of like a little intro bit. It's like a longer section. So, um, yeah. Okay, perfect. Cool. Now, our next tip when thinking about the design process is to really get inspired um, and to visit places like the Chelsea Harbour. So it's packed full of designers. You've got everything from lighting design all the way through to fabrics and wallpapers. Um, you've also got some really great furniture companies in there. So when you feel maybe like you're losing a bit of inspiration, um, just get out and about and, and visit somewhere like that because it really is inspiring um, for helping your design process. Okay, so that's the, the kind of two main tips there. Um, I did have another one on using Instagram, so I might just add that bit on because we could probably stitch that, yeah? So in a similar way to Pinterest, Instagram now has a great feature where you can select um, the save to collection item. Now again, this works much like Pinterest, um, but we would suggest setting up files for each of those different things that you like, maybe from a bathroom or a kitchen or particular colors. And from there, you can come back to it and create mood boards um, from those collections that you've saved. Why did you get to interior design? So, it started at a very, very young age for me. Um, so my parents uh, used to do renovations, so they were property developers way, way back when. And after school, you know, mum was really busy, dad was really busy. So I remember going um, to some of those renovations and actually helping with the decorating. I mean, I don't know how good I was at decorating, but I would just go along and help them, even with things, you know, like along the skirtings at low levels. Um, so I definitely think that creative process and that sense of bringing, you know, something that's quite old and tired back to life started at a very young age. Um, but we'll have to, uh, as I say, ask my parents how good my decorating skills were. I'm not quite sure they were very good. 
So where did you get your skills? Did you go to school? Yeah, so I studied at KLC in Chelsea, Chelsea Harbour um, and it's a fantastic college for gaining real sort of industry experience. So a lot of the lecturers there are either architects or um, designers themselves. So it's a, a two-year course that I did uh, in interior design and a great opportunity really to understand the industry before moving into the industry um, as I did. That's great, thank you. Thanks. Let's go! So it's Thursday morning and me and Zach, who's sitting in the car there, is parked outside a site which we're looking at in Chigwell. Uh, this is for the 10,000 square foot house, which has got planning. And um, we just go back to meet the client, to have a walk around, because guess what? We want this project. So Zach's checking out the property values of this new build when it's finished. I'm guessing it's going to be. What do you reckon? I reckon. I, I don't know, mate. I, I reckon 3.5 mil. I don't think it's worth. If you know these ain't these are going to be about 1.5. Mm. This one's quite a monster, isn't it? Yeah, with the basement, yeah. But there'll be like a seal level on, on these, won't there? Seal level. And I, I would recommend to him not to do the basement then. Because why would you want all that square footage underground when what's, it's not going to add no more value? What's post IG7? Just put Chigwell. Uh, so while we're up here, we're going to look at that nine units as well. You've got a postcode for that one? Yeah, it's yeah, gotta yeah. Be, That's got to be close, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got a postcode for that and one. And did yeah. you see up, up on the corner when you come down London London projects or something that's got a, a, a development on the corner for new build houses is a site and they're all sold off plan. So this house got sold on 15th of October, number 39, for 2.6 million. 2.6, what's that look like? So it's this house here. It's not, it's not brand new new build, is it? Nah. So yeah, probably worth that. This has might be worth about three point five million. But then again, oh a lot. Some people would 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 um, buy this buy this pro, uh, land, but it's just for themselves, isn't it? Yeah. So they might not be looking at actually the uh, resale value of that property. So it just mm. might be something they want to build. They probably live up the road somewhere. They probably live up the road now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Let me see that site in Chigwell. Yeah. See how far away is it from here? <clears throat> because that site's just sold uh, all off plan. Yeah. So if we can, um, you know, and I know the girl in Chigwell, she's got an estate agency called Hunt's Estate Agency. Um, we can give it to her yeah. as soon as possible. She can market it yeah. and start saying to the right kind of people that this opportunity is coming up.
we're back in the car. That was Chingford. Before that was Chigwell. And now I'm heading back to Fulham to catch up with, well, the morning I've missed out. So speak soon. I'm just taking a walk through Bishop's Park, which is next door to my office in Fulham. And I just wanted to know, does any of you guys out there suffer from anxiety? Do you get stressed out about situations you've got to face the next day? Well, I do. And this usually happens at two, three or four in the morning when I wake up and I can feel my heart beating out of my chest. And I think, Jesus Christ, because I love my sleep and if I wake up it really pees me off because I can't get back to sleep and every situation or every problem seems ten times worse in the middle of the night but once I do get to sleep and I wake up in the morning and I brush my teeth and I wash my face and I put my clothes on ready to face everyone the next day, putting on my um, bosses or founders uh, facade. You know, it's a big act really, isn't it? You're acting during the day, you're going to work and you're selling, you're selling yourself. You're coming across as this strong, positive, dynamic leader who is heading your company up. That's what happens. You know, if you guys see me at home with my pyjamas on and my slippers, you think, Jesus Christ, this man's different. But that's reality, isn't it? You know, when I talk to you now, this is me talking to you as a, as a human being about my problems, about my insecurities and worries and concerns. You know, running a business is very, very difficult. And the dramas you have to face during the day, sometimes I don't want to face them. You know, if you've got a tricky client and you've got to apologise for something which has gone wrong, it's quite easy to stick your head in the sand and hide. But you can't do that, can you? When you're a leader, when you're a business leader, an entrepreneur, you've got to go and face the music. So I've been having this anxiety panic attacks for, I don't know, years. But they always happen in the middle of the night very weird. Does anyone else have the same problem? I'd be keen to find out. Let's go! I just added a new card for... To Dropbox? Not Dropbox, this one's Trello. You're doing Dropbox, aren't you? She's doing Dropbox, oh, yeah. I'm doing Trello, and I'm just about to copy and paste the email that we've got from yeah, so it looks like it's 
That's the existing, isn't it? Does it say existing? Mm. Usually says when you open the plans up in the bottom, it'll tell you what it is on the bottom. Is that the? Is that the? Are you opening that? Or are you viewing that through? Uh, no, that's. If you double click. Maybe I have to download because sometimes. Computers are so sh. <laughs> it, it really brings it up in a. In, well, just su no, it's such a low resolution image, so the detail is 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 look, sort of pixelated. Yeah. Um. Where's there was a. I did just find a description a minute ago of what we were. What you want to see? You want to find the existing floor plans, mm -hmm. and then you can compare them with the proposed. Yeah. Because this this is like a demolition plan now, and it tells you this is where all the steel's going to go in, and wow. you know it's quite a nice size pro project. Looks like it's going to be all new timber joists everywhere. Yeah. You know, f a ground floor, uh, second floor, and you're creating a Dropbox file. Yeah. So do you know how to um, you know when you get your email up? And you, on the top of the email, it would say how many attachments are on the email. And then it, it may say nine attachments. Well, you can then click that and it will download it into a fol folder of your choice. So have a go at doing it. Get the email up. And it will say attachments. So open it up completely. No, you're not opening up, double click. Double click. That's a single click. I double click. Do three clicks then. I'm doing three, look. This is the thing. All right, so pull it over to the side, that's it. And where it says there's a little paper clip. There. Click it. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, oh, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So save all. I just saved them now. Have you saved, just this, did you save them individually last time? I just literally dragged them all onto my, um, I highlighted them all. So, but next time you can go, you can go save all. Oh, and good. then you, you can like put them into your own, uh, a folder of your choice. Should I just do that now then? Well, have you done it or not? Yeah, I've saved them all. Okay. Well, I could save them into a folder. Mm -hmm. So it's all just still images? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's still, that's up, right, isn't it? There's going to be made up, the video going to be made up from this, mm. uh, let's see, a lot of images. You see. So hello guys. Hello. It's been a while, Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> So my question is, is Christmas coming, what is the plan today? I think it has So, today we are, as a new family, <laughs> we're going to STK for a meal and a few cocktails and yeah, that is the plan for today. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's great. And then in a further plans, like before Christmas at home? Um, yeah, we are as a family at home this Christmas, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, all together and I think we're going to go out Christmas Eve. Yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah, go and have a few Christmas Eve drinks, nothing too crazy. Much. Just a couple of drinks and go home and watch film, pyjamas on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be hungover on Saturday. Oh, so is it Saturday? It is on Saturday. Saturday this I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah. week, mm, scary. It's <laughs> going too quick. <laughs> so regarding the work, you know, uh, Jemima, is anything? Yeah, no, it's been going well. Recently I have been um, using Trello and learning a bit more about Trello. So. I don't know if you know what that is, it's like a database of that records all of the jobs that are like live, lost, won, like the job prices estimated and I've just been adding our new inquiries onto that um, database. And, is it easy to do? Uh, yeah, like it's a bit, it is quite straightforward to be honest, you just have to sort of look at it and get your head around it, but yeah I do have got the hang of it now. Oh well done. And I heard the news, Izzy. Good yeah, news about your one. <laughs> yeah, we got a uh, tender pack was emailed over on Wednesday evening. So I got that sent over to Zach and Nick so they can start pricing that. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that we can um, win that one. So that'd be good news. So I've updated that onto Trello as well today um, to obviously, that's a new inquiry. So at the moment, we're just waiting for. It to be priced and then. Any details? Um, so it's a uh, yeah. So it's it. What is it for? So it's a ground side, a ground floor side extension and loft conversion and remodelling inside. So it's quite a good job. Hopefully. Okay. So fingers crossed we do win that one. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thank you. So let's just meet in the night time yeah, and have fun. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye. So that's a wrap for episode 11. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. I would like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and I'll see you all when we get back. Thank you. Let's go.